People are saying you organized an all-night drinking party. That's why you boys drag gas out there. Save it, Dad. Save it? Save what? You got the opportunity of a lifetime. You treat it like a joke. West Canaan is not the opportunity of a lifetime. Your attitude's wrong. Your tone of voice is wrong. This is your opportunity For here. you. Playing football at West Canaan may have been the opportunity of your lifetime. But I don't want your life. So is that like one of the top five things you don't want your son to say to you? If, if my kid said that to me, I would instantly waterworks. I don't want your life, Dad. This is like when Corey Matthews told his dad, Alan Matthews, one of the greatest television fathers of all time, Dad, you're average. I don't want your life, Dad. You're average. Yeah. You work at a grocery store. You own an outdoor store. You're average, Dad. That's like, that is like cut deep, like cut yeah. to the heart of your father. Especially, Come on now. especially a Texas father, and we're talking about football. It's like that's life, and, and he was on the team. Like that—that yeah. that is his life, yeah. and he just wants him to play. Come right. on now. But I agree with Box. Well, welcome back to the Last Row Podcast. This is episode forty-seven. If you're looking for us on the web, thelastrowpodcast.com on Twitter at the Last Row Pod, Facebook, Google Plus, Google Play. Most importantly, iTunes. Search for the Last Row Podcast. Leave us a five-star review. Much appreciated. What's going on, Badway? This podcast is the opportunity of your life, Drew. Just get with it. I don't want your life that way. I don't want your life. So we're doing Varsity Blues, if you hadn't already guessed. I don't know if the uh, cult favorite, maybe my favorite football movie. We'll get into some comparisons of other football movies towards the end of the episode. But um, I've seen this movie like a hundred times. I think you watched it for the first time I've yesterday. seen many clips of it. Put it that way. This is the yeah. first time I actually sat down and watched it end to end, or beginning to end. to end. Yeah. So, uh, 1999 MTV Films, directed by Brian Robbins. Uh, how, how do you like Brian Robbins' work? I have <laughs> no idea if like, he's done anything else. I'll tell you what, it felt like, it's. you said this to me before we recorded, it felt like an MTV music video, yeah. like the, the football scenes. Yeah. They were very music video-esque. Well, not, not that they're a bad thing, I liked football No, it's just the, the way it yeah. was. So, uh, genre is a coming-of-age slash sport, but you could also describe this as a comedy, a drama, and a romance. I looking look what I would say. I would say that this is more of a dramedy. A dramedy. Drama first. Yeah. Comedy a little bit. Coming of age number one. So if you're walking down the aisle of Blockbuster, what section are you finding this movie? Wait, let in? me. You used to work at Blockbuster, yeah. so let me ask you this: When you worked there and you had a movie like this, was it in multiple aisles so that if somebody was looking for it, <laughs> yeah. they found it wherever they were looking? No, it's 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 up to the it's up to the system. It's up to the so, computer. But who makes the decision? Let me I ask don't know. You. There's some some computer algorithm. I don't know. They, it always just came in as, a, as like there would be a little label on the box. So it's not like the CEO of Blockbuster is saying, yeah. Jonathan Moxon's halftime <laughs> rebellion belongs yeah. in this. I, I want that job where I had to decide what, what, what category the movie's in. But. Back back then, like, did they do that? So there was a sticker that you put on and it said where you had to put it. Like, did yeah. anyone take liberties with it? No, when you scan the movie in, like when you actually checked it in when we got a delivery, yeah. like it would already be like preset with a category. Did people say, no, I don't believe this doesn't belong yeah. here. Like you could go put it in the comedy no, section. No, I wouldn't be able to override it. No, not allowed. Did anyone ever try to do that? I don't think so. You can't get into that file on the computer without the password. I, was there a section for coming of age tales? No, but there, this movie would have been in that section, but I believe it was in the drama section. I feel like, okay, I, I can go with drama. I can go with drama more than romance. There so, are aspects of romance. I'm going drama one, coming of age two, sports movie three, comedy four. Romance five? Romance five. I'm aligned. Not with even that. romance. There was a there was a love scene on a, on a, on a washer, a dryer. <laughs> I mean, you know, they finally got a love yeah. scene here, and there was a whipped cream bikini. Yeah, come on now, that's as romantic as we get. It was it was high school yeah. romance. Yeah. <laughs> that's as high school romance as you can get. And then uh, Coach Kilmer and Billy Bob pre Lance Harbor injury was another romance. All right, let's get, let's get into it. Synopsis in West Canaan, Texas, high school football reigns supreme. When starting quarterback Lance Harbor, played by the now-deceased Paul Walker, rest in peace, Paul Walker, turns up injured, the Coyotes, Coyotes or Coyotes? Uh, this is like a roof, 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 rough roof, creek, 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 Coyotes, 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 it's Coyotes. I, I, I'll go with Coyotes, yeah. but the Coyotes, ruthless coach Bud Kilmer, played by John Voight. This is our back-to-back John Voight movie. Yeah. Let's do it. John Voight, baby. Yeah. Must promote bench warmer, bench warmer, Jonathan Mox, Moxon, played by... The ever talented James Vanderbeek. Dawson himself. To lead the team in its quest for a division title. 
Suddenly thrown into the spotlight, Mox must deal with the pressure of carrying the aspirations of an entire town on his shoulders as he struggles to pursue his own very different dreams. I have a few questions about this synopsis. I like it. What's up? It's it's probably one of the best written synopsises that Google has produced for us since yeah. we've been doing the show. Yeah. First question is, is West Kane in a real town? I didn't look this up. Yes. It is a real town? I don't know for sure, but I think it is. See, we, I, you know, I'm not a geography expert. I haven't looked it up. It's easy. I could just it, type it into Google right now, but I'm yeah, too lazy. No, let's not do that. <laughs> but if it isn't, that's a hell of a job by MTV West Canaan. Productions to make up a town that sounds like a Texas See, town. See, th- this is how bad we are. We didn't do our research. But um, so my second question is, is Lance Harbor the greatest fictional starting quarterback name ever? It's pretty pro-ready. Lance right? Harbor. Lance Harbor. It's pretty, I mean, it's pretty pro ready. That guy sounds like he yeah. could be, you know, number one fantasy quarterback drafted yeah. overall. Yeah. It's like some Aaron guys Rogers. have the name for the job. Lance Harbor is a hell of a name. And Bud Kilmer, too. Great coach name. Yeah. Great coach name. Yeah. But overall, I think this synopsis encapsulates the movie <laughs> plot pretty well. We'll talk about the story as we jump through some of the characters, but I think the best way to tackle this show today. Now, if you disagree, let me know. But yeah. let's talk about some of these guys. And let's start with the one villainous Coach Bud Kilmer. Snake-like John snake, Voight. Snake, just villain, pure evil. Is is John Voight part reptile? He, <laughs> he has kind of a... Because even Angelina Jolie is kind of snake-like. Like if he had the split tongue, you wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Yeah. He looks snake-like. He might be cold-blooded. Maybe he has a split tongue. Like he they even have those like the like slanted pupils. The lizard eyes. Like they, they would have like him and Angelina Jolie. He does have the lizard eyes. Yeah. He's, he's got them. Yeah. He acts like a reptile in this movie. Yeah. For sure. He's sure. a snake. Yep. Total cold-blooded snake. Has no, you know, sympathy for any of his players. Just he's win, just it. a winner, damn it. It's like Al, if Al Davis were a head coach. He's be, just a it'd be, winner. It'd be Bud Kilmer. This dude has... A, He's such a winner, bad way. He's got a bronze statue of himself outside of that stadium. It's not easy to get a bronze statue yourself. Who erected that? Did he pay for it, or did the town say? Oh, the Bud town Kilmer had so to pull great. their money together because they just had to like represent, right? The coach's stadium is named after him, Bud Listen, Kilmer Stadium. So these are his stats, right? Thirty years coaching, twenty-two district championships, two state titles. And winning a state title in Texas is no easy feat. Now, let me ask you this. Am I, am I wrong if I expect more out of a coach that's been coaching there for 30 years? I think so. I think, I think you've been living at West Canaan too long. Listen. You expect more. If you're so good and you're coaching there for 30 years and you only win two state titles and you, you act like this, come on, buddy. No, Get with the program. It, the state titles are hard to come by. But however, I will say his last state championship was in 1989. That's that, what I mean. It's a long time ago. It's been over 10 years. He won in 87 and 89. So why hasn't the town forced this guy out? Why hasn't he been fired yet? Or he, at least the, the pressure, the fire been lit under his ass. Yeah. I feel maybe that's why he's such a dick in this movie. It's because it's been 10 years, maybe. Right? Like he's just, he's got it, he's got it loaded up. Like, he's a little bit on the hot seat. Like the seat is, it's burning a yeah, little bit under a little his bit. ass. He, he also chews gum like a total asshole. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a staple of villain, villain quality. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a dick coach move. Dick coach move, get the gum, start yeah. chewing it like a dick. Just ch- anytime you're talking to somebody, chew it in their face. I don't even think he had gum in his mouth. It's like <laughs> he was just chewing. He's just, he just, he knows that chewing things would prove like rub people the wrong way, get people uncomfortable. What, right. what research did Bud Kilmer do for this movie? What, what research did John Voigt do to, to learn how to, how to be a dick? Well, well, Pete Carroll was coaching at the time. Still. I mean, Pete, Pete Carroll, he got the gum chew. From he's him. one of the older coaches, so he's been chewing gum for a while. This was this was made in '99, so maybe that maybe it's before Belichick became yeah. kind of like Darth Vader, but <laughs> but he's still pretty evil himself. Yeah. Let me ask you about him. So he said he's under the hot seat. Yeah. What do you? How do you approve of his coaching style? Is he right? Is he wrong? I mean, he's pretty damn evil, dude. He's pretty evil, but like as far as like football goes, he's Smash Mouth, and I can't like fault him for that. You know. I don't see it as a big high flight running gun offense. He has the hot shot quarterback that can make all the throws, but you got to run that offense through Wendell, and I think he's doing it the right way. But he, but he looks like he's just chucking the ball with. Lan- I want to call Lance Harbor Clay Harbor. I don't know why. It's <laughs> like a real NFL player. Yeah. I keep type, typing that in the notes and everything. Yeah. Clay Harbor, Paul Walker, aka Lance Harbor. He's chucking the ball with him, but Wendell doesn't score any touchdowns. We'll get to that in a minute, but. Yeah. I, what kind of offense is this guy running? Is he an X's and O's coach? Is he just Smash Mouth? You said he's Smash Mouth. Like, what, what is this guy's game plan? What does I, he do? He's Smash Mouth, but 
he might be the type of coach to gut it to get the lead and and smash mouth to end the game. So right? he's not going to be running the score up. I think he's about the win. I don't think he's about the running the score up. You no. don't think so? He's not about style points. He's he's not he's no. not running the score up like sixty six to nothing. No, it's not like it's not like college. You get, you get points for running the score up in college and pro and and, 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 and in high school it's all about the wins. Where's he getting all these steroids and painkillers? That's my other question. Does he have like a guy that he knows? Like West that Kane, assistant coach? West Canaan's very close to the Mexican border. He's just, he's so Pretty easy. Yeah. Do they ever say where he goes on the weekend? He never said, <laughs> yeah. is he married? We don't know. I don't think he's married. Like they don't say one way or the other in the movie, but there's no way this guy's married. He's got football on the mind 24 seven. This guy looks like he'd be hanging out at the landing strip. Yeah. Like, he looks like the type that would just go to the strip club to supplant the marriage. Like, he if, doesn't have a marriage. He's, if, if he needs woman, a womanly touch, if he needs some female companionship. He's, he's calling up. He's, he's, go, he's calling up for the quick service. He's got an escort yeah. service. Yeah. He's a regular at the, the, the massage shop over there. The landing strip is another big, big... Big one of his. So, so let's talk about some of the evil deeds this is, that this guy has done, right? A lot, a lot of whorehouses in Mexico, too, when he's picking those drugs up. <laughs> he's going to take a quick stop. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's talk about some of the evil things that this guy has done, right? You're saying that he might just be on the hot seat. He's not really that evil, potentially. Yeah. He's pulling a Sean Bean from National Treasure. He just, he just got to do what he's got to do. Let's go through it. He's shooting people up with painkillers. He's shooting yeah. them up with cortisone. Although, he never put the needle in. No. He himself. So that's didn't. The, that's the Sean Bean argument that you made National Treasure. He just didn't. because he he attempted hurt these kids. Is that what you're? <laughs> I mean, he just wants them to feel better. Yeah. He's not saying so, he's saying, "Oh, his son, your knee hurts. Here, have a shot. Yeah, I'll make so, you feel better." So the first game, right? We we understand that Lance Harbor, played by Paul Walker, is like the hotshot quarterback. He's got a full ride to uh, Florida State, right? Yeah. So he's really good, but we see him in the locker room getting shots at his knee. That's not a good sign. He's got a bum knee, but he's playing through it. He's gutting through it. That, that's that's a player. That's that's a coach's player right there, right? I mean, he's 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 doing what he's asked of, right? Yeah. He's doing what he's asked of. He says, "Coach, I got I got you." So so we know that that's kind of bad. But in the nineties, that's not so unheard of. Shooting players up with painkillers, cortisone, to get them through the game. Maybe high school, it's a little extreme. They <laughs> little, definitely little. they definitely do it in college, it's a little and they a hundred percent do it in the pros. Aside, and then after, other than that, all he is is a like he's a hard ass. He's I mean, just, all he is is yelling at the kids. I don't think he really is that bad of a coach, really. So, do you think he knew about the 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 long term effects of CTE or well, concussions? No. Nobody did. The but NFL he made, three years ago, the NFL claimed they didn't know. He made the guy play, man. He, he's like, you're you're fine, son. Yeah. You you got my star quarterback injured. It's your fault. Well, that guy, you, he could have checked himself you're dogging out. dogging it around. Billy Bob could have checked himself out. He couldn't, out. though, because yeah. he loved the coach. He's yeah. a, so that's the thing. You, you've got some guys on this team that absolutely love Coach Kilmer. It's like a contentious relationship. They love and hate him at the same time. Well, I think it's mind manipulation and intimidation. But isn't that, isn't that, like you said, right? It comes kind of what coaches do. Yeah, and, and that's what, why he's a great coach. That's why he won 22 district championships. Should have won more states. Maybe. Should have won more states. That's a little bit, little bit much to ask. But let's compare him to some other coaches that we've talked about previously. In the same light, we're talking non-professional sports, non-college sports. We're going a little bit lower. Let's go to peewee hockey. <laughs> I mean, Coach Riley of the Hawks. Yeah. Even Coach Stanson, the Wolf Stanson. Yeah. Well, let's compare their methods. Oh, the Wolf. Oh. Do you think, I don't know, and I don't know the case here. Do you think that Coach Riley had painkillers? Do you think he shot some yeah. people up on the knees? See, we we were never in the locker room of of the uh, of the Hawks, so I like to think that there was some shady shit going on there. And they're like nine and ten year olds; they're not even in high school. But I mean, what's the equivalent of painkillers for for a nine and ten year old? Like, is he letting them drink Monster Energy drinks? Yeah, like it's energy drinks. It's Red Bulls. <laughs> He's it's, giving them Red Bulls. Yeah. Like, here, take this, son. Yeah. Trust me. Trust me. This is good. Yeah. Like, I I, I don't Snor- understand snorting like, uh, snorting sugar. That's what I mean. Like, who who's worse? Is coach like take their methods, take the way that they coached, yeah, take you know the psychological trauma that they put on their you know teammates or players, yeah. Who's worse, Coach Riley or Kilmer? See, Coach Riley is is coaching more of developing minds, so it's a little dangerous. He's like breeding tiny like assholes. Is it coach asshole Kilmer, factory? like the, the players already have like developed like social abilities they understand that he's a dick but it's i feel like they they enter t- into that kind of contract where it's like you want to win and you want to get to a good school put this put this in your knee it's kind of like yeah 
get through these four years of high school, it'll be might be easier in college if we get through this rough part of our life. But don't you think he's damaging their bodies long term? But you're saying they're entering it into mutual agreement. Some. I mean, we're all, we're only talking about Billy Bob with a concussion. We're talking about Lance Harbor with a knee and uh, Wendell, unfortunately, with a knee. I mean, I guess if you lose your like, you lose your ligaments in your knee, you're still fine. But Billy Bob. I'll say this. We'll get to him in a minute. Yeah. I kept expecting him to die in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> because I saw not another team movie and in not another team movie. Doesn't he keel over and die? He should be that fat. Like really he's so overweight that it's a detriment to his health. <laughs> he he <laughs> should be like, I'm not knocking anybody who's overweight, but it's like, you should be playing sports if you're that big. He was drinking syrup from yeah. the bottle. Yeah. Like while he was driving his car. Like he's grossly overweight, even for an offensive lineman. Like it, it, there's going to be heart problems. So it's not head problems already. He had a higher, in higher rate of potentially having a heart attack than brain trauma. Yes, <laughs> because of the I way think he he's, he's he's screwed either way. He lo- didn't he look like a um, an obese version of John Cena? <laughs> like he had. He has, I'm telling you, look up the picture. Yeah. Please look it up. Just look it up if you haven't seen it in a long time. If you haven't watched this movie, look it up. Look up John Cena. Then look him. They're up. probably about the same age. It might be twins. What if they're related? What if they're twin brothers? What if he's John Cena's one father? got super jacked and the other one just got really big, <laughs> really fat? John Cena's bizarro twin. Okay, so you're saying that Kilmer's not as bad as Riley? No. Well, it's hard this because tough one. I need like I need like a prequel to like the Bob right. Bay early years yeah. of Coach Riley to see what really went on. Why in haven't that they made room. that? By the yeah. way, they need to Netflix. Get on. Yeah, it. I feel that there's a, there's a potential. So we can't prove it because we can prove Kelber's horrible. But we can't prove that Riley isn't worse because they're nine-year-olds. We yeah. don't know what he's doing to them. We haven't seen it. We know he's brainwashing them. Well, we just saw that Gordon grew up to be an alcoholic. Yes. Uh, lim- see? <laughs> limo child. Yeah. See? <laughs> so, I mean, he did traumatize I, them. I think there's a high possibility that Riley's an alcoholic. Alcoholic? Yeah. It, probably. Drinking on the job. What about the wolf, the dentist? Well, he's just trying to injure kids. Yeah. He's pretty bad. <laughs> I, mean, I, feel he- like, I feel like if you combine the two, maybe you do get Kilmer. Like Kilmer, Kilmer. You, you combine <laughs> Riley and Wolf, you get Kilmer. He becomes him. Yeah. Let me compare him to everybody else's favorite coach. My favorite coach, personally, of anything. Yeah. Coach Eric Taylor from Friday Night Lights, <laughs> coach here. of the Dylan Panthers. Let me tell you something. Let me tell. Come over here. Let me here. ask you a question. Come here. No. What, how do you think? So, take the mind, right? Yeah. Coach Taylor is a motivator of men. Right. Inspirational coach. Yeah. How does he compare to Coach Kilmer? He doesn't obviously have the respect of the players. He's a winner. Uh-huh. He, he's a winner. But Coach Taylor, he's kind of like a hard ass, but in a, in a positive light. Who could who would win in a, in a in a game? I guess who would outcoach the other? Well, it's weird because Coach Taylor is like a father figure to the players. Like you're right. Like he's a hard ass, but he's like you respect. He's his respected. Ass. They use totally different methods. Kilmer uses intimidation. Where, where it's like if you screw up or you do, you don't do what he says, he's gonna kick your ass. That's good motivation. Taylor uses his kind of intimidation and his hard acidness, but like you kind of don't want, you don't want to disobey him. I'm disappointed in you. You son. don't want to disappoint him exactly. I'm disappointed in you. You respect son. him so much that you take him being like hard on you because you know that he's looking out for your best interest. Let me tell you something, son. I'm disappointed in you, son. But if we're going X's and O's, I think Kilmer's got him on X's and O's. I don't know how good of an X's and O's coach that Taylor actually is. I mean, when he had Jason Street, they were airing it out. They and were. then But that's Jason Street's talent. Jason Street, you know, has an unfortunate accident, and he's got Matt Saracen, who's this just kind of like just an average quarterback, and he yeah. turns him into a state champ. Yeah, he turns him into a state champ. I feel man. like that was all. That was all like Smash Williams. That was all motivation. It was first of all, it was Smash Williams. Second of all, it was you got Riggins was still on the team. Yeah, you got him too. Yeah, and then it was all motivation because, like, take take the Eagles example in 2013 with yeah. Nick Foles. Did Chip Kelly make Nick Foles a better coach? A better, a better, a better player. I don't know. Maybe this. I think. It, I think it was just like a, a flash in the pan thing. One year wonder, Matt Harrison. Because the next year, Matt Harrison wasn't so good, was he? No, he wasn't. And they tried yeah. to get the the hot shot young guy yeah. in. The, 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 uh, they tried to force him in there. J.D. McCoy. J.D. McCoy. No, so, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like Taylor, man, he's not getting enough credit here by you. Taylor's a better coach. I'll say that. But it's close because they use different meth- the same methods with different results. So you're saying that Coach Kilmer knows his X's and O's better, but Eric Taylor is a better motivator. Yes. And you're getting, okay, all right, all right. And Taylor wouldn't shoot a kid up with, with uh, painkillers. So, so who's the real life equivalent? of Bud Kilmer then. If we're talking like, you know, fiction is, fictional coaches, other coaches, we've talked about some players in a bit. 
Who's the real life equivalent? The obvious slime ball is Bill Belichick. Yeah. Because Belichick for sure, like I'm pretty sure Belichick knows how to like give all of his players steroids and, and like cheat the drug test. And cheat it. Yeah. I feel like that like, he knows how like has a Patriot ever failed a drug test? I'm trying to think. I can't remember a situation where they have. Like and I'm talking substance abuse. I'm like the uh like the recreational drugs, like there's a few that have. But as far as like performance enhancing I don't think a Patriot has ever failed a performance enhancing drug test. He got Randy Moss to stop smoking or, or <laughs> make those. He gave him some clean pee. Yeah. So I feel like there's some way somehow that he's like, he's, he's skating these drug tests. So I wouldn't be surprised with the drugs. Intimidation's another thing. He'll like, he'll kick you off the team if you're, if you're screwing up. Yeah. I would say Chip Kelly is like a poor man's, this guy. A poor man's, but he's not as, he's not as much of a hard ass though. I, you know who I'm going with? I'm going with a, a formerly disgraced coach from, from uh, yeah. Texas Tech. Yeah. Mike Leach. Mike Leach. Because he, he, he like, the out. guy had a concussion and the, yep. he like put him in the corner. Yeah. Right. It's, that was like a big controversy. <laughs> like he really, he did some bad stuff, yeah. man. That he got fired. He, it was like a big deal. And now he's on TV now. So it's all forgiven. So what about like Bobby Knight, like choking kids, Bobby throwing shit bad. at kids? I mean, for going basketball. Yeah. yeah Bobby yeah. Knight's pretty bad. I, I don't know why, but I feel like Phil Jackson's probably a big jerk too. I don't know. No, he's the, he's all Zed though. I don't know. No, man. he's pretty even. See, even that's the public perception. That's he's a public perception. Tempered. I don't know. You can't. What do you? He coached Shaq. Like you can't. What are you gonna do? Intimidate Shaq? I mean, it's different, I guess. But imagine if you Phil Jackson. Intimidate Jordan? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe he did. Behind Jordan probably doors. yelled at him more than he yelled at Jordan. <laughs> I don't know. Phil Jackson just seems like you're barking up the wrong tree. He seems like he's he's yeah. he's got that to me. Yeah. This is me as a non basketball fan. Maybe so Pat Riley. Pat Riley actually, yeah. yes. Because he looks like a villain. He's got the slick back hair. He's got like the same kind of haircut. As How do we Tom know Ray. that Pat Riley doesn't go out at night and put a clipped on ponytail back there too? He's got the <laughs> slick back hair. Just add the ponytail. Why doesn't Kilmer have a ponytail? No. He should have got he one. He should have a ponytail. You could have right. dialed yeah. up, dialed up the villain. I don't know if that fits the Texas mold. Yeah, though. but you know what? Did you see the beginning of the movie when they had the montage of the parents playing? Yeah, they all had freaking mullets. His dad had a giant mullet. He probably used down. to have a ponytail. <laughs> Coach Kilmer. You got me thinking about Pat Riley. You put a put a ponytail on Pat Riley. He's 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 the final boss. He does. Look he's like the final boss. The final boss of the NBA. Yeah. He does. He's, you know, I'm telling you, we said it about about Terry Silver every time we talk about him. That ponytail dials up the villainous qualities like by a hundred. Yeah, big time. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to stick with my Belichick point just because I feel like there's a lot of things behind closed doors that Belichick hides from people that would only scratch the surface. But if we you're to, if you're a Patriots fan, everyone's out to get you. We need a whistleblower like John Moxon to to uncover all. Where's Jimmy Garoppolo evils. when we need him? Yeah. <laughs> or Matt Castle. Yeah. Tell us about the deflated footballs. Matt Castle's going to write a tell-all book at the end of, at the end, at of, the end of his career. career. Yeah. <laughs> so let's jump into some of the players. Talk about Lance Harbor here. Lance Harbor, star quarterback, played by Paul Walker, R.I.P. Terrible actor. Just awful. Bad, at, really bad in this movie. Straight off the set of She's All That. Yeah. Pretty bad. Frosted tips. Winning <laughs> smile, though. Winning smile. I mean, that's it's MTV films, right? So they, yeah. they got to dial up the eye candy in this he, movie. He looks like a quarterback. He does. Yeah. He does. Got a full ride to Florida State. Dating the hot number one cheerleader, uh, Darcy, played by, what is it, Allie, Allie Lauder? Allie Lauder, Allie I Lauder. think. Total 90s chick. Yep. So he's like got everything going for him. But as we said... He's got a bit of a gimpy knee that he's hiding with these shots that may or may not be directly inputted by Coach Kilmer. So let me speculate on this injury here. Did he have partial tears of the MCL, ACL, PCL that he's getting? Because I thought if you had a sprain, like yeah. you're going to know it. It's a partial tear, but you can play through it. Like He probably has like a partially torn MCL. And when you, you get shot up with a cortisone before the game, it's kind of like you're on super drugs for, for the next five hours, basically. It's so like hitting turbo. So any, like, any additional damage to the knee, he probably won't feel for the next half a day. Yeah, and I think you do more damage that and way. You do more damage, exactly. So when he finally got hurt for real, he probably blew the whole thing out. So was the injury Billy Bob's fault? <sighs> yes, <laughs> because his job is to protect the quarterback. And if you're not of sound mind... He you couldn't get your, out, though. You should check yourself out. He couldn't get out. I don't care what the coach the says. The coach would have kicked his ass. That's what he said. Like, he yeah. couldn't do it. I actually, I say it's Kilmer's fault because he put Billy Bob in the situation to be just, he's brain dead. Like, the guy had no. major concussion. Yeah, but I'm joking around. Like, you can't, like, you can't place the blame on a high school kid. He's just trying to impress his coach. And he, he was trying to do well, but, yeah. I mean, he got, I mean, he got, he got destroyed. So basically. on the play, he, like, he passed out when they hiked the ball. 
Yeah, so he like, just fell down. So there were two rushers coming in free at Lance. Poor Lance. But if Lance was so good, she'd just thrown the ball away. You think if he had the pocket presence, he could have like scrambled out of there? Yeah, he could have. Mox would have. But actually, Mox Paul, is a better scrambler. That's what I'm saying. Paul Walker actually looks more like a pocket passer. Yeah. He's more of a Tom Brady style. Yeah. And I feel like Mox is more like Aaron Rodgers, where he yeah. can he can roll out. Yeah, I'll tell you. Um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is a good comparison to Mox. I feel like Lance Harbor like is very similar to Carson Palmer. Yeah, he seems like a Carson Palmer to me. He's like statuesque. Yeah. He yeah. can't really run, but he's got a cannon for cannon an arm. Cannon for an arm. He understands the game. He knows he's yeah. like a like wiry veteran. Yeah. Just and, good. And again, Carson Palmer is like a hell of a football quarterback name, just like Lance Harbor is. <laughs> Carson Palmer. They have similar f- f- quarterback names. Let me ask you this about Lance Harbor. Where can I get that Lance Harbor like lawn <laughs> billboard? You can have the Lance Harbor one. I'm with the box one. Do you think do you think that exists on the Golden Closet? I mean, can can we call them up and get that? Yeah, we gotta we gotta at least inquire about it. But yeah. How much would you pay for that? Like, say, say it was readily available for three ninety nine ninety nine, like four hundred bucks. Would you buy it for four hundred dollars? Only if it's the OG movie prop. Like, no, it's the realistic one. Yeah, but how do they ship that to you? Like, they they have to have a guy put it in a truck and drive it to you. They well, can't yeah. fold that. Well, you got to pay like at least a hundred bucks for shipping. Is that, so it's five hundred bucks. Yeah, so it's about five hundred bucks. No, I'll pay that for the Mox one. You would pay that for the Mox one. How much is the Billy Bob one worth? Like 50 bucks. <laughs> would you put it outside of your house or like would you try to like get it into your basement somehow and have, like, have it cover the whole wall? No, I feel like I'd have to hang it on the wall right here. Yeah. Like right behind be, this. Yeah. That's right. where it'd have to be. It'd have to be on the wall. Yeah. But they have these giant billboards in the yards. And I don't know. I've never been to Texas, so I don't know if they actually do this. I know in, in Friday Night Lights, they have the billboards, but it's more like a Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton like yeah, sign. Yeah, you decorate the house. It's the, like yeah. the, the metal rod sign, you I know? Mean, they do that. They do that here where we're at our hometown where it's like they a little less hardcore, but like they'll. They'll like spray paint the car with like good luck or and then they'll go to the house and they'll put like. But I mean, this is like decorations. This is like Buddy Garrity billboard sign yeah. stuff. You know, yeah. this is like used car salesman stuff here. Yeah. Well, they go bigger in Texas, man. I mean, they got those boosters. Money is no object. So I want to go back to the knee injury for a second. With this knee injury, when he got torn up, was he actually so he was doing more damage, like you were saying. I want to talk about this in a second. Like, is this like the equivalent if it if Andy Reid like shot up Jamal Charles and said dude, just, just go play. Like you're fine. I promise. And just then he ruins his career. Yeah. It's like, the, it's the same thing. Do you, so you said back in the nineties, you think this happened all the time in, in the NFL. How many guys careers were cut short because of coaching like this? I'm sure it led to a lot of different types of ligament injuries. Um, you look at a guy like Brett Favre who lived on painkillers, but he like kind of survived. He's kind of a dummy now, but he's, he was a dummy before too. So it's kind of like, Oh, he definitely had an opioid addiction. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I mean, he even said it, right? Yeah. But th- I feel like this happened a lot more in, in the 90s, early 90s, kind of went away a little bit. But as far as we know, at least it's covered up more now. Like they would report, oh, oh, uh, Emmett Smith took a shot before the game, so he'll be fine. Like they would actually report that. Now it's kind of like hush hush. Yeah. They, they don't really advertise it anymore, yeah. right? Yeah. But after the knee injury, Jonathan Moxon, backup quarterback extraordinaire, reading English books for his English class <laughs> under the playbook yeah. is asked to get in this game. Prior to that, we we see the ball kind of fly by him and he chucks it and he's got a cannon. Is he the better quarterback? Really? Realistically, is he better than Lance Harbor? Because I think he is. So the backup quarterback is always like the savior, especially I feel like a, a in one season, a backup QB could get hot and outplay the starter. It's happened. And I feel like that's the case in this situation. Like if Mox were to go to college and play Florida State just as Lance Harbor was going to, I feel like Mox would have crashed a bird because he doesn't have the passion for the game. He may have more physical tools, but he doesn't have like he didn't he didn't immerse himself in the game like Lance Harbor did. But what if he was so smart that he read the playbook and he just knew it right away? Like, you can have the smarts. It it's okay. You can have the smarts, but you gotta have the passion for the game. If you don't care, especially a quarterback, then you're not gonna at the next level, you're going to get cut up. See, like it's funny because at the end of the movie, we see that Lance becomes Lance Harbor becomes the coach, right? Yeah. Where it's normally the opposite. If you look at real life, you got Jason Garrett, who was the backup to Troy Aikman for how many years? Doug yeah. Peterson, the Eagles coach. Now, how many other quarterbacks? Gary Kubiak, yeah. John Elway's backup quarterback. Yeah. They always talk about the backup quarterback knows the playbook, knows the game, but doesn't have the physical tools like a starter, so they're a better coach. Right. Because it comes easier to them. Like I can't imagine Peyton Manning being a real coach. He probably gets so mad that somebody can't do something. Yeah. Right. Right. It's like how he yells at his brother all yeah, the time. Yeah. Watch, just throw it like I did. Just throw it like yeah. this. Yeah. What do you mean you don't know how to do it? Yeah. So I think 
they got the roles a little reversed. I feel like Mox would be a better coach. Yeah. But I don't think he cares about the game enough. Like he doesn't said. care about the game enough. Yeah. But he certainly has some physical tools here. He's got a cannon for an arm. Like I compare it to Willie Beeman kind of at any given Sunday. Yeah. Where he went on that run and then it's like you don't see the next season. How do we know that Willie Beeman's a good quarterback? I think he just went on a hot run. Well, I mean, back to Friday Night Lights, you got Vince Howard. Yeah. Vince Howard was pretty good. Two yeah, Vince Howard was good for two years, though. He was, we, he was saw, we saw two years of Vince Howard. I guess Saracen, like you Saracen said. Saracen is the cop where went on a hot streak after coming in for the injury. Jason Street, second year, not so good. I'm thinking back to Penn State football. Yeah. Zach Mills. <laughs> like, he had he had Larry Johnson the one year, and then the next year it was just garbage. Oh, what happened? Why is Zach Mills not good to Total anymore? garbage. Yeah. And then you have Anthony Morelli, who's awful, too. <laughs> God, he was bad. But yeah, I mean, I guess this guy's got a cannon for an arm. He certainly has some legs. He can scramble. That's the difference. He brings a running dynamic to the game that Lance Harbor didn't have. And I feel he definitely knew the playbook, although yeah. you would argue the opposite. You said he doesn't know the playbook. No, I, well, he might be smart enough to read the playbook back and forward and remember it, but he's not like immersed in it, I feel. Like he doesn't, like he's not fully invested. How he's about thinking his, about Brown. How about his personality? What are, like, how's his personality well, as a leader? Well, as we like get into box and move away from Lance Harbor, this is where the story takes a turn. So Coach Kilmer has full control of this team up until the second Lance Harbor's knee snaps. Because once he, he's forced to put Mox into the game, which he hates him already, because exactly as we're talking about, he doesn't care about West Canaan football the way the rest of the team does. He cares about his academic scholarship to Brown. So the second Mox becomes quarterback of this team, he starts to lose control because Mox is, is loose cannon. He's kind of the rallier of the troops. They might listen to this kid. He's too smart for his own good. Yeah, that's a way to that's a good way to put yeah. it. Too smart for his own He's good. He's too smart for Kilmer's good. Right? So in in a nutshell, how would you describe the one Johnny Boxing? I think Aaron Rodgers is a good example. Not saying that he is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. He's got that personality where he's making stuff up on the fly here. Yeah. Looks like he's changing plays in the line of scrimmage. Whereas the other dude's just kind of going by what the coach says, like you said. I mean, he's chucking the ball, doing all kinds of stuff. He's got some yeah. physical tools. Moxon's got got the brain power, too. Yeah. He's a scholar athlete, full scholarship to Brown, like you said. I just feel like he's got it. He doesn't want to play, though. <laughs> That's the it. thing. He's got it. And yeah. it starts to get to his head a little bit, which I don't blame him because he's the star quarterback of this team. He should, he should be allowed to enjoy it a little bit. And Amy yeah. Smart just gets a little mad at him because it gets to his head a little he's bit. He's wet like a girlfriend. He yeah. wasn't really doing anything that bad. Like, people were talking to him. The radio comes to talk to him. <laughs> Interesting dynamic, though. He's dating Lance Harbor's younger sister. Yeah. And they don't really say it's anything. a little odd because they're like best friends. And it's weird because her brother's laid up in the hospital, yep. busted up knee. Yep. He's on the radio giving interviews about how he won the game. And she's like, congratulating him. So she's conflicted. Yeah. She's mad about her brother being hurt, but she hates football. She likes him. What the hell's going on there? She shouldn't and doesn't care about football after her brother gets hurt. And I feel like she shouldn't even care. Why would she even go to the games? And like, even and that. The fact that she's like dating Mox, and now she doesn't want to date Mox, or she's like playing he's like, a football player because he, now he's now he's a football player before he wasn't when he was on the bench. I thought it was kind of odd. It seemed like an unnecessary kind of like dynamic to the movie. Total MTV move. Yeah, there. it's an MTV move for sure. But the thing about Boxing is, is that he like immediately assumed like leader of this locker room and rallied like this this like screw Coach Kilmer philosophy. If I if I believe it correctly, it said F Coach Kilmer. I believe the term for that is like locker room cancer. Yes. I believe is the correct term for He's that. He's like a Terrell Owens. Yeah. Even though Kilmer's doing shady practices with, with, with the drugs. And I still stand by the fact that Kilmer's not that bad of a guy off of that. Like, yeah, he's a bad guy. But what do you want from him? He's trying to win state championships. You, you heard it here, folks. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. If he wasn't that way, they wouldn't be winning all these division titles. All right. So the minute Mox gets in there, they're continuing to win. But at the same time, he's he's like completely changing the dynamic of this team. And it works because the team starts to really hate Kilmer. Let me ask you this question. Did it work? Did they have an undefeated season? No, they didn't. Why did they have an undefeated season, Drew? Because Moxon decides to have a team meeting with his best friends at the strip club <laughs> at the landing strip. A day before the game. What a are they road doing? game. And, and I remember they said... Oh, what are we doing? Like, we got a game tomorrow. He's like, ah, oh, whatever. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> Total out of character for him. Yeah. That doesn't seem like something they would do. Yeah. So, yeah, they're they're trying to, like, do a nice thing for, for Lance, right? Let's take Lance out because he's been in the hospital. Let's, let's show him a good time at the landing strip. Which is so weird because, again, after having seen this after watching Friday Night Lights, 
I'm imagining like a scene where he actually does like bang his girlfriend and all this stuff. It's like yeah. such a weird dynamic. <laughs> and they go to the landing strip, same same name as Friday Night Lights. Like there's so all these movies and shows have so yeah. many similarities in a good oh, way, right? Well, that, well, then you 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 maybe remember a good point about Friday Night Lights, the comp. So Riggins screws. Lila. Lila, right? right? Which is a total violation. Oh, absolutely. Right? For streets. Well, his friends st- paralyzed. street being hurt at all. N- not paralyzed, hurt, paralyzed. Paralyzed being the worst. The worst like, of the words. I mean, that is so, like total violation. Mox would not have sex with Darcy, even though she seduced him with a whipped cream bikini, out of respect for Lance. And, and Julie slash Amy Smart. So... Mox is a much more stand-up guy than Tim Riggins ever was. Well, but Tim Riggins never claimed to be a stand-up guy. He no, says he, I that guess he was kind of a dirtbag. You know, he's, yeah. he's like hooking up with his 35-year-old neighbor who yeah. has a kid. But he had a heart of gold, though. He did. He was a nice guy. Yeah. But he was he never claimed to be a good person. The second he hooked up with Lila, that was like it, man. Oh, it was, You hooked up with your paralyzed best friend's future wife? That's all time. Is that at the time, they were going to be married. Yes. Yes. Listen, all-time violation. Yeah. All-time. Like, yeah. highest violation yeah. that we've ever talked about right. on the show. I mean, if you if you, like, if you you like hook up with a friend's former boyfriend or girlfriend, that's, like, pretty... That's, like, all the edges of you never do that, right? Oh, absolutely. But that is to the nth degree if your friend happens to be paralyzed now. Freshly paralyzed, yeah, too. Freshly it wasn't paralyzed. Like, I mean, not to make light of that, but really, I mean, it just... Yeah. So, for people who haven't seen the show, we're talking about Friday Night Lights. A lot of similarities to this movie, but... The guy, first episode of the season, the guy has a it's a, like almost life-ending injury, gets yeah. paralyzed. Him and his girlfriend were about to be married. Long story short, his best friend hooks up with her. Head cheerleader. Head cheerleader yeah. hooks up with this girl. And it's like a passionate thing. Yeah. They always kind of had eyes for each other. So I know we're on kind of a tangent, but it has some overlap with the same movie here yeah. that we're talking about. Total violation. Biggest yeah. violation ever on this show, ever. So at least, at least Mox is no Riggins. Right? He didn't he didn't fall for the bikini trick. Yeah, no, he didn't. Everyone I mean, does. Everyone does. Lance everyone did. And, like, and also another another Friday Night Lights thing, as I keep talking about the show, I keep wanting to call Lance Landry because Coach Taylor kept calling Landry Lance. Lance. Yeah. Get over here, Lance. 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 No, but so they go to the meeting at this strip club. Back to the movie. Back, yeah. back to the movie for a second. They go to the meeting at the strip club. Who do they see stripping? Their sex ed teacher. The sex ed teacher. <laughs> Let me ask you this. How in the hell is this teacher, like, especially, especially in this part of Texas, where I got to imagine the town is not that big. Small town, Texas. They're not in a bigger town. You know, it's not like she's over in this hole in the wall at some other place. It's like down the street. How would these guys get into this place? How is she like secretly? She took her glasses off like Clark Kent. She became yeah. Superman. It's like she's stripping. I will say this, though, with her glasses off and the makeup on and the hair down. You had to do like a double take to make sure it's really her. Well, they did too. They were like, yeah. wait, wait, is that her? Yeah. So that's, get away with it. And I'd imagine they don't have students in there that often. <laughs> you right? imagine they don't have students at a but strip club often? As we, as we find out throughout the movie, like the football players, they do what they want. Like Mox goes up to get a six pack of soda and the cashier like replaces it with beer and say, here you go on the house. Yeah, you don't, need, you don't owe me anything. Tweeter steals a cop car and the cops are like, oh, boys will be boys because Coach Kilmer intimidates him. He said, right? hold on. Not only does he intimidate him, right? They're sitting in the bar. The cops complaining to another guy at the bar about how the the kids are being jerks. Right? They're yeah. just running running a muck in the town. Running a muck throughout the town. And Kilmer's sitting there in the yeah. shadows, like in the back, <laughs> like a snake. And he's like, he's he just pops up, and they're like, oh yeah, this these kids are being jerks. And he's like, are my boys giving you trouble? <laughs> he like just pops out like a snake. And the guy's like, no, no, they're not giving us trouble. Boys will be boys. Yeah. That's how much of a stranglehold yeah. Kilmer has on this town. And that's like a good thing if you're a football fan of this, uh, if you're a fan of this football team. So that leads me to believe that Kilmer wasn't that bad of a coach. So if they committed murder, is he like, you gotta cover that shit up, man. Bo- <laughs> boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. Just like in Depends Friday Depends on who murdered him. If the quarterback murdered someone, you cover that up. But if it's like the backup tight end, it's like, yeah, you let him take the fall. So as to prove, they don't need him. As to prove that the whole team is a bulletproof, right? Right, right. Yeah, like so, you got to make you got to make an example yeah. out of somebody. Yeah, right. Not right. the quarterback. Yeah, or maybe even like ha- have the the kicker take the fall for the quarterback, so someone has to go to jail. Right. Just like, just like what's his face said, the National Treasure. Somebody's got to go to jail. Somebody's got to go to jail here. Let's should get Sean Bean yeah. up in Boston. Yeah. So back to the story. So Vanderbeek takes the team, or when I say the team, I mean all all the cool kids. All the, the only the, his friends, click all these friends. We got Tweeter, we got Wendell, the running back. Tweeter's a receiver, played by Scott Cod. We didn't mention him yet. Perfect. We'll get to him perfect later. casting. Yeah. 
you got Lance laid up and you got Billy Bob. So they go to the strip club. They get hammered. They come out of the strip club. It's morning, right? It's, it's like they got, they it's got, got school. It's a, the sun's out. They got school in two hours. So they're hungover. They're playing this game. It's raining. It's a road game. They get their asses kicked. Hardcore. Blowout. Perfect season. Gone. Coach Kilmer just goes on this tirade about how Billy Bob cost him his perfect season, gets all to him about how he hurt Lance and how Lance being hurt is the reason that they're not undefeated because Mox came in and cancerous kind of screwed up the team. He infested the team. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he did. You know, go, going back to the, to the game for a second, having not seen it all the way through until we just watched this. And like I said, I've seen bits and pieces of the movie, so I knew the characters and all that. Yeah. When he had the speech, like they're in the huddle and they're getting their ass kicked. Yeah. He gives a speech. He's like, guys, we got to score a touchdown. Yeah. We got to. And I kept thinking, all right, they're going to come back and win this game. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure they got shut out. No. Like the next play, he gets like decleated. Like he's, he gets hammered. And it was a montage yeah. of every type of like hit that the NFL wants to do without. Yeah. It's like helmet to helmet hit. Guys doing helicopter spins in the air. Like John Elway, when he scored that touchdown in the Super Bowl that one time, he like gets yeah. flipped around in the air. Like these guys, I'm surprised none of them got paralyzed so with some my, of the hits. Here's my question, and I'll see if we could bed reality a little bit here. There's only four guys that were playing on that whole team that got drunk, right? Right. The none of the defense got drunk, and they have a great defense too. Oh, that's what I was gonna so say. So why to you. couldn't this be like a 13 to 10 close game? They had to show the game montage that they got beat by 40 points. Yeah. Was Mox just throwing picks all day? But they didn't show any. Like it was just the offense. So couldn't, like you said, couldn't they have scored any defensive yeah, touchdowns? They still could have made this like a uh, a dramatic, like maybe we have a chance. But they had to show the blowout to like fully get like the the moment that Mox really screwed this one. Well, up. that's that's just the thing, right? So yeah. even in the end, when Mox has his halftime rebellion, they're showing the players' faces. I'm like, I haven't seen this guy all yeah. movie. We Who don't the know hell if, is this guy? How does how do we know the defense cares? Like the defense probably loves Kilmer, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like they they probably think he's a great coach. He's like. Yeah. He's helping us stay off the field. Yeah. All the offensive linemen must love him except for Billy Bob because he personally blamed Billy Bob for getting his quarterback injured. He probably can't sleep at night because of it. You know who would love this coach? Huh. I'm so, I'm going total Philly Philly here. Seth Joyner. Yeah. Seth Joyner. Seth Joyner. I don't know if anybody watches. Uh, there's a local post-game thing for the Eagles. We're Eagles fans on this show. We watch the Eagles all the time. This guy's like an old school player, old school, old school guy played on the Eagles. Yeah. He's all about old school methodologies. I feel like he would love Bud Kilmer. Yeah. Guy like Deacon Jones, all these old school players, He's they probably taking, love him. Taking a shot or two at their lives. Oh, they probably love him. So not the gloss over the movie. After that loss, long story short, Kilmer's relationship with Mox deteriorates all the way to the point where at the championship game and Mox pretty much leads a locker room rebellion. In so many words. A friend of mine's uh, fantasy football team name once, our friend Andrew, his name was Moxon's Halftime Rebellion, yeah. which now I finally fully get it. Like, I got it at the time, but I even get it more. Great, great team name. But yeah, he, he leads that rebellion. Kilmer is like just flabbergasted that somebody would stand up to yeah. him. So he was like saying, all right, fine, leave Moxon. Go ahead, be a quitter. I'll have Tweeter take the snaps. He wants the backup receiver. He wants the receiver to take the quarterback snaps. That'll do it. Tweeter's like, no, not going to do it. I'm going to be with Moxon. And then everyone else pretty much, get out, coach. We've had enough of your shit. We're going to roll with Moxon, which was kind of short-sighted on their part. But yeah, realistic, what do you think? I, I mean, he saw that he saw Wendell trying to get a shot in the foot. Yeah. Was it his foot or his ankle or something? It's his knee. His knee, he whatever. He hurt his knee earlier in the half. And Harbor comes in and yeah. says, don't do it, bro. Don't do it, yeah. Don't do it. You'll end up like me. So that's like what incited the whole you know, thing. You know what the best line of the movie was? What was <laughs> when it? Kilmer was like, what you going to do? Take advice from a gimp? <laughs> Called Lance Harbor and Gimp <laughs> completely so dis completely discarded him. He was his golden boy a couple weeks ago until he got hurt. Now he's a Gimp. Oh, so bad, dude. <laughs> so bad. I can't believe he said that. And it's like he was just all about it, man. Yeah. It's like what what is he doing? I don't get it. So Box gives this rousing speech to where we can let's play the next twenty four minutes of our lives for the next twenty four minutes of our lives instead of playing this game for the rest of our lives. Let's play it for right now, right in the moment. And the locker room goes nuts. Coach Kilmer is kicked out of the locker room. He walks away. He's very sad. Where's the assistant coaches? Don't they have a defensive coordinator? There's just nobody in there. Coach so, Kilmer's a one-man show. Yeah, so so Kilmer's like, all right, all right, boys, let's get on that field. Let's go, let's go. He's, he's clapping his hand. He goes Only out Only one back. person's clapping. <laughs> it's like he gets out there. Nobody follows him. He walks down the tunnel. All right, boys, let's go. 
Nobody's following. It's him. like a dark tunnel. Yeah, like his soul. It's so just he, so depressing. He just walks away as they show banners. He's walking under banners of all his division titles, all his district championships. So now Lance Harper is the coach of the team. <laughs> Total like <laughs> they're running oop de oops. Total amateur. They're running Statue of Liberty plays. They're they're throwing the ball to Billy Bob. Is that like is that like the origin of the Wildcat right there? Yeah. Like they don't know what else to do, so yep. it's just direct snap to everybody. Oopty freaking oop! Give me a break. <laughs> I mean, it's like let me like we're this is Texas, right? So this is like big time football operations. It's not like some amateur, you know, like you know, school just in nowhere. These guys know what they're doing. They've got you know sixty million dollar stadiums here. They've got jumbotrons. I mean, this is like this is high school football rules yeah. there, right? How do they not have a defensive coordinator that could just step it up? There's nobody else. Like he's no. literally the only yeah, coach. Where are the rest of the adults? There's no there's more than one coach. Just the trainer. Yeah. So how did Lance Harbor become the coach? You had of the, the team? headset too. You got the headset. It's fuel. It's full mutiny. It's mutiny. You had the headset. Why didn't one of the? You know what would have really happened? Yeah. One of the parents would have came down and said, yeah. "All right, I'm coaching now." Yeah. Who's running this show here, boys? Like, yeah. Like Lance's dad. Yeah. Because that guy wanted to do everything himself. Sure. I don't get it. Like, and then the coach also, by the way, the trainer is an assistant coach from Friday Night Lights. There's a lot of overlap in all these. Yeah. I wish they had more with like the boosters. It's like football extras, if you will. Don't you think they'd have, wish they had more with the boosters? Like they kind of had well, it a little bit, the they townies. Could've, they could have made it a two hour movie, but I think they wanted to streamline it. It was, that could have been a plot. You're right. Yeah. I would have loved to could've see been. more with the boosters because yeah. that's one of the things that I loved about Friday yeah. Night Lights. Buddy Garrity's one of my favorite characters ever. So not, obviously we're not talking too much plot in this movie, but long story short, they go out there at halftime without Kilmer. They win the big game. They win the state title uh, with Lance. Lance gets the Gatorade bath. Uh, Johnny Knox. John, Johnny Knoxville. Jo- Johnny Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> <laughs> That's his last game he ever plays, blah, blah, blah. So what do you think of James Vanderbeek in this movie? I thought he was terrible. But it was like, it was, <laughs> he was terrible. All right. But it was so like endearing. Let me ask you this question. Let me rephrase it. Was anybody good in this movie acting wise? Scott Kahn. Scott Kahn was good? Because Scott Kahn right. is acting like himself. So He's Peter, acting like a the, dumbass. The crazy receiver. And obviously Kilmer was good. No, Everyone th- else is pretty bad, right? Yeah, John Voight was great. Yeah. I thought actually Wendell didn't get enough time. He I didn't was, think he was good though either. He was all right. He had dramatic moments and he was like overly dramatic. He was all right. He's no Smash Williams. You know, I thought um, probably Amy Smart was actually pretty good too. Yeah, well, she's like, like she's a professional actor. Like her and John Voight are only like the only professionals the in this professionals. movie, really. <laughs> they were in stuff. Because Mox is a Dawson. And who else? Um, Every time I think of Vanderbeek, I only yeah. think of that meme of him crying. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think. And Paul Walker was just a pretty face at that point. He got better. He, he became a good actor. He became better, but became it took good. a while. It took post Fast and Furious. He was even bad in Fast 1. Yeah. Um, actually, like Vin Diesel acted circles around him in, in Fast Which 1. Which is not saying yeah. much. <laughs> it's not saying yeah. much. But he got better. The point is he got better. No, I thought I thought Vanderbeek was terrible, but he yeah. was terrible in a great way. Yeah. Like it fit the MTV film's Perfectly. And he was, right. you couldn't recast him because I, I couldn't put this way. I couldn't pick somebody to take his place. No. He was perfect for the role. 90 star with a, a hold on the teens and he has a football build. He kind of looks like a football yeah. player a little bit too. So it all works out. Before you move on from this, I want to go back to something you said right before we talked about Vanderbeek. You said they won the 23rd title or something, yeah. right? So Bud Kilmer won his third, 23rd oh, consecutive title, right? he gets credit for the whole year, of he course. Coached, he coached most of the year, yeah, so... Yeah, no, he gets credit for that state title. I mean, he he won that state title. Yeah. I mean, let's not forget it. Like, yeah, he walked off at halftime. Maybe they thought he was taking a dump. He had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, he might have had health complications. This, Nobody knows. This stuff. He had heartburn. He had yeah. to go get some Zantac. The uh, the announcer, he was confused. He says, oh, no sign of Coach Kilmer. Like, where is he? Like, they, 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 nobody knew. He, he walked off and no yeah. one ever saw him again. Yeah, so let, talk about the teammates a little bit. We mentioned Scott Kahn. He was probably like, he was not a great actor either. Don't get me wrong. Like, no, he, he was like, he was the comic relief He the was movie. putting a clinic on. Yeah. It's just, he was comedy relief and he was funny. Like, and he plays this kind of character in Entourage, our, one of our favorite shows. He he plays this character in other things. I yeah. think he's in Hawaii Five-0. I don't watch that, but he was like a meathead, right? Meathead yeah. wide receiver. Right. So one of the things I think we Sex should- Sex maniac. Yeah, <laughs> driving, yeah. drunken driving cop Mischief. cars. He's, he's a mischievous fellow. He's, he's not a criminal. He's just mischievous. I want to compare some of these players to their real life equivalents. All right. So let's take Scott Kahn, wide receiver, stealing cop cars, naked drunk driving, clowning old guys at the party, yeah. which also another creepy thing. Guy from the class of 1980. <laughs> yeah. Trying to hang out with people 20 years later. Got his jacket on. You know, he's looking for some That's some like high underage. Like, yeah. That is that is dangerous yeah. there. Get out of the party, guy. Who is Scott Kahn or Tweeter's NFL equivalent? See, this is a trap. 
You know who I'm thinking yeah, of. This is a trap because you see, you know, scrappy white wide receiver. You're going to compare him to Wes Welker, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's who I wrote down. Yeah. Wes Welker. I'm so, thinking of him at the Kentucky Derby handing yeah. out drunken dollars. So Wes Welker was famously drunk at the Kentucky Derby, which was hilarious. But Julian Edelman is also kind of a dick. And he like he plays the same scrappy receiver mold. Oh, yeah. But I'll tell you what, though. He wins a lot of jump balls. And for his size, he's very small. He reminds me of a less focused Steve Smith. Yeah, I could see that. He's got Steve Smith's body he's got type. got the, the scrappiness. Without the bad attitude. Without the, like, the, I'm going to kill you attitude. He just got the drunk attitude. He has the, just has the drunk I'm pretty attitude. sure that after the movie was over, they showed him on the field celebrating, pouring beers into his face. Yes. <laughs> on the field. <laughs> they don't care. They just won. In front of like the school principal and the superintendent. That was pretty funny. all the parents. What about um, Billy Boy, Bob? Boys will be boys, right? What about Billy Bob? Who, Billy, I, who I, Billy Bob. <laughs> you already deemed Fat John Cena. Fat John Cena. Which was a great call. <laughs> What? Who's his equivalent? Like, who would you call well, him? Linemen don't have personalities in the NFL. I'll, let's just go John Runyon because we're Eagles fans. And I mentioned earlier, I thought he died in this movie. I was waiting for him to die. Like, <laughs> yeah. I really did because I kept thinking, all right, he's blue. He's in the classroom. He's going to yeah. pass out. He looks he like fit, he's going to die. How does he fit in one of those high school seats is my question. He didn't. He, like, yeah. tried to get up and it came. Yeah. It, it was stuck to his ass. <laughs> he was so fat. That's he, the kind of guy, like, man, like you said, he's got health problems outside of CTE. Sure, wet with sweat, man. What about Wendell? Wendell, as they said. Wendell. Wendell. See, it's obvious. We have to compare him to Smash. Smash or, Williams? Friday Night, William, Friday Night Lights. Who's better? Oh, man. See, I didn't see enough of Wendell. I didn't see, like, he didn't he really score touchdowns. He was up the yardage, though. Yeah, but they, he got tackled at, like, the two every time. Well, yeah, of course. Is and that then, a knock on him? Like, he, he complained about not getting touchdowns. And it's partially because of the racism of Bud Kilmore or perceived racism. What if you want to give him a rest? Yeah, but... The fact that he kept getting tackled the two on one yard line is like, is that like indicative of his type of of how his playing? See, I'm gonna I'm gonna liken this back to I think it was a few years ago in fantasy football. This is the kind of guy you don't draft in fantasy football right. because yeah. he's gonna get all the yardage, and not get the touchdowns. Remember yeah. D'Angelo Williams back in the day? Well, Calvin Johnson is another one. Calvin Johnson has notoriously got tackled at the one yard line. Same with Andre Johnson yeah. back in the day. Yeah, he never scored so, touchdowns. Is that like his fault that he's not scoring? Like, yeah, maybe you want to give it to him because he got you there, but. Get the end zone, Wendell. Put it this on. way, he was mad about college scouts not seeing his talent because yeah. he wasn't scoring touchdowns. If they're at the game, they can see they he's don't got, care he's about got the touchdowns. Speed, if man. they're watching the game, yeah. But Moxon helps him out anyway, though. Yeah. He changes the play. Changes the play. Another because, reason. Yep, Mox always changes the play. I don't think he knows the playbook. We talk about him being too smart, and maybe he, he knew the playbook right away. But I think he's just throwing plays out there. But I mean, I don't want to downplay high school football here, especially in Texas, because it's like, Kind of like college level. It's like, you know, you, you go to high school, like you have AP classes. I feel like AP classes are like yeah. college level courses. Yeah. I feel like high school football in college or in high school football in Texas is AP football. It's like, <laughs> it's like AP level football. Like you're preparing for college. Yeah. And, and I feel that he himself knew the playbook, but what's to say that he couldn't sit there and just say, all right, you run a post, you run this, you run that, just make it up on the fly. That's why Kilmer hated him. But it, but it worked. I guess it's against the the game plan, but the he coach could just hates do that it. shit, man. He needs to know what's happening. Yeah. You remember when Voodoo was changing the play on on uh, on Coach oh, Taylor? Coach Taylor was so on bad. Friday Night Lights. That was like the end of the world. That was Taylor, pretty bad, even though they scored. See, but that's the thing. You you yeah. see it from the perspective of who you like, right? So Kilmer's the yeah. villain, so you have no sympathy for him. Yeah, because you're like, oh, whatever. Who cares? Moxon knows what he's doing. Yeah. But if you see it the other way, Voodoo, it's like he's just a cocky jerk. And yeah. Eric Taylor's the, the guy. He's like, what are you doing? What the hell are you <laughs> what doing? What the hell are you doing? What are you doing? Who made that call? Who Get made that call? Let me talk to you for a second. Come here. <laughs> That's Come what here. he does. <laughs> what about Allie Larder? We talked a little bit about some of these people. Darcy, the head cheerleader, seems like she's just attached to the stars. It's we a stereotypical head cheerleader dating the football star, gets hurt. And now she's like, how am I going to get out of this town now? Like, there's no way to get out of the town because she was going to get a free ride to a possible NFL star. Can't really compare her to anybody. It's just it's just another character in the movie. And like her in the same light, you've got Lance Harbor's sister, Amy Smart, playing Julie or Jules. Same thing. She, we kind of mentioned a little bit earlier. She she didn't like when Mox became a little bit of a star. She was kind of frustrated by that. Oh, my Stupid. God. Is that star quarterback John Moxon at my window? And then she likes him at the end. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. whatever. We can gloss over her, too. <laughs> but and another unnecessary character, completely unnecessary side plot, which made no sense. They should have just cut it out. Yeah. Moxon's brother, the whole religious thing. Really religious. He picked a new religion, started a cult. It just seemed so dumb. It didn't have I'll any purpose. tell you purpose. what, though. At the end of the movie, when Mox won the game by himself with the kill was kicked out, after the game was over, they show a shot of his brother like looking on like approvingly 
not in any religious garb. Like, yeah, like yeah, I want to be. I want a piece of this. I feel like he went on to do some football things later on in life. Yeah. So I feel like like maybe he's gonna follow in his brother's footsteps, which would be perfect for Mox's dad, because maybe his younger son would want his life. More Varsity Blues. <laughs> varsity Blues 2. Varsity Blues 2, again. <laughs> so let's, let's talk a little bit about what happens to some of these guys after the movie. There's a little speech that Mox gives as the credits are kind of rolling and Khan's pouring beer in his face. Yeah. Let's go through some of the characters. Tell me what you think happened after. So let's start with Tweeter. So they said, they said Tweeter drinks beer because Tweeter drinks beer. But what really happened to Tweeter? So I say he, he obviously he's a very talented receiver, right? He, he's he goes, very good. He stays in state. He goes to Texas Tech. And I feel like it's kind of like a Riggins thing where it's like he doesn't fit in college. He gets in a little bit too much trouble. Gets booted at maybe his sophomore year. And he's, he's kind of like, he, he's like his life is a waste. And it just, he just goes into a downward spiral. It's a Johnny Manziel situation. Like a drug violation thing? Yeah. Even if he were to make it to the NFL somehow, some way, he had the talent to do it. He would, it would be a Johnny Manziel kicked out of the league type of situation. I think he's like borderline alcoholic now and he's only 18 years old. Wait till he gets a little bit more success. What about Billy Bob for you? So Billy Bob, I'm going to say that he goes on to have a successful college career. He looks like he would be good. He loses a little weight, trims it down, puts some muscle on, gets drafted in the second round by the Cardinals, Arizona Uh, Cardinals. Nice success story. But he has lingering effects of CTE due to the enhanced, you know, <laughs> specialists in yeah. the NFL who are really looking out for this and he has to retire, unfortunately. Well, let's look fortunately at the time, for him. Let's look at the timeline. So if we're going to follow the 1999 timeline, so he'd be in the pros in 2004. Okay, so it's before or, they really cared. five if he was redshirted. Before they cared. The concussion cared. thing was kind of still the new front there, right? Maybe he just had a lot of headaches and he didn't feel good and he had to retire. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't because of the NFL. He just didn't feel Put right. Put it this way. He didn't have a 10-year career. No, no, no. He didn't. How about uh, Wendell? All right. So because of the touchdown that he scored, that Mox got him in that end zone, he got that full ride to Grambling, as they said in the, in the end credits. Um, I think he went on like super talented receiver. He's better than, uh, he's better than uh, Juice. Juice. Juice Williams. Juice Williams. <laughs> Smash Williams. <laughs> It's better than Smash Williams. Who's Juice Williams? That's a guy. I can't remember. Whatever. So he breaks Grambling records. All-time rushing leader at Grambling. But since Grambling's a small school, he gets undrafted out of college, latches on to the Cleveland Browns, and peters out. He did some kick returns for them. And that's really it. Juice Williams was that uh, Illinois, the Illinois quarterback. Oh, the Illinois quarterback. Right, that's a real guy. He looked awesome. He he's currently playing for the Chicago Slaughter, by the way. Oh, I thought I just he, looked it I up. I thought online. he would go CFL. He went arena. No, I just looked it up. Yeah, Chicago's yeah. that guy was awesome back in he college. Was. I could see that. I could see what you're saying. So what did Moxon do? Moxon is a tough one here. Now, I, I I think we we don't want to underestimate his intelligence here. So yeah. he goes on, I say he earns a journalism degree. He goes to Brown, gets his full scholarship. Coach Kilmer doesn't lampoon his career, doesn't screw him over, and he goes on to expose the atrocities of Coach Kilmer. <laughs> I'm saying he's writing a tell-all book called Playing for the Enemy, colon, The Downfall of Bud oh, Kilmer. Oh, he got a colon in his book. Yeah, he's, oh, listen, you've got to have a colon. If anyone listens to this show, you know he's got a colon. It's called Playing for the Enemy, colon, The Downfall of Bud Kilmer. Yeah. And he goes and exposes this guy for who he is. Oh, man, that brown thing is so... It's, it's coming back to autumn. And uh, so does he, what does he become? Like a professional whistleblower? What does he do? The professional. If you're, <laughs> but like, if you're a professional whistleblower, like yeah. how could you, you go to like a different company? They're yeah. not going to hire you because they know that you're a whistleblower. I guess you can only whistle blow one time. <laughs> <laughs> the whistle has been blown. Yeah. You got you to gotta blow it wisely. <laughs> what about Coach Lance Harbor? So w- was this like the wisest whistle he could blow? Oh, yeah. So he, like, is this like, did he really like, blow his wad here on uh, on Coach Kilmer or should he have waited to blow a better whistle? But he, like he had it in the bank so maybe he yeah. waited to see what the next okay. whistle to be blown was. He needed a break to bust out his writing career. Yeah, he okay. needed that and then he's like, alright, this is like, this is probably where I can make the most impact so then he blows the whistle on Kilmer. <laughs> <laughs> so what about Coach Lance Harbor? Alright, well, Coach Lance Harbor has a very interesting future, alright? It's a vicious cycle. So, so he's a player's coach, right? So upon the pressures of trying to win for, for West Caden, uh, he kind of falls into the same methods as, as fired coach Kilmer, right? <laughs> so, so he's doing abuse. He's starting to abuse the kids because, hey, got to win. Because he figures out after 10 years, 
I'm not gonna wait on my smile anymore. It's not all fun. It games. looks fade, man. It's not fun of games anymore. He can't. He can't exercise like he used to. He can't put a little weight on. Yeah, he's got a bum knee. So he turns into another little Bud Kilmer, and he starts to ride that success until Johnny Moxon's younger brother shows up to play quarterback senior year and blows the whistle on he's him. He's a whistleblower too. Yes, he's a whistleblower. <laughs> I like it. I can see that happening. Yeah. So that's that's the future of Lance Harbor. So uh, what about Amy Smart? What happened to her? Still working at the burger stand. <laughs> still working. Should he get it. out? No, she's she still. She seemed most likely to get out of West Canada. She's still, but she. I don't know what her, her academic situation was. They did develop her character, so all we know that she's working at the burger <laughs> she's stand. She's at the burger stand yeah. to me, so, you know, she probably could be, she could be a Brown too, who the hell knows? Maybe she went to like Harvard or something, but as far as I know, based on what the movie told me, she's at the burger stand. So, so John, so let, let, let's, let's uh, go parallels here. So John Boxen. He went to Brown, became a successful journalist. Yeah. And and a character played by Amy Smart stayed back and worked at a burger stand slash bar. So like, <laughs> like can we do like a Just Friends Just thing Friends? Where, oh. where Mox comes back and like she's still working there. That- Dude, let me talk about J- Just Friends for a second. One of my favorite, most underrated movies that it's yeah. not really that good, but it's just a great movie. I think we've mentioned it before. It's on the so fun. Yeah. If anyone hasn't watched it, go out and watch it. It's a great Christmas movie. And uh, what about Darcy? So Darcy... So she kind of had a rough go of it after senior year. She did. She broke up with Lance because Lance got too wrapped up in his coaching. So she ended up working at the landing strip. I mean, he just like Kilmer, he didn't have time for for his yeah. his companionship. So she was like down and out of her luck. Went to the strip club, started stripping. But after like six months, she realized, you know what? I can do things for myself. I don't have to settle for this this life at West Caden. She makes enough money to get herself into school, becomes the second female president of the United States of America. <laughs> this reminds me of Tara from Friday Night Lights, you know? And not to keep <laughs> yeah. going back to this show, I hope hopefully people know what we're talking about, but very similar you compare character. compare one with the other. They're very similar. Very similar character. Finally, Coach Kilmer. Dude, Coach Kilmer walks off at halftime, still gets credit for that 23rd consecutive oh, district yeah. championship, moves to Oklahoma, becomes an offensive line coach, <laughs> works his way to the top, and wins two NCAA championships with Oklahoma... <laughs> <laughs> he wins it all, man. He's a winner. Go He's Oklahoma. just a winner, dude. He's so, yeah. a winner. So in the overlay, Vanderbeek says, Kilbert never coached again. Parentheses here. Here. <laughs> How the heck does he know he never coached again? He, I mean, I guess he blew the whistle, but it yeah. was after he won the NCAA the championships. Fact, yeah. Look, the wins don't lie, baby. He'll get back into coaching. I'm serious, though. Someone will pick him yeah. up. He's got to go over state, baby. Got to go over state. So uh, we've gone on long enough about high school football. We should probably wrap this up, but we can't do that without comparing this movie quickly to other football movies. Let's run down some movies and see would we take this movie over other movies. Now I'm personally biased. I love this movie. So let's, let's run a test and see if another football movie could break my love of this. So, movie. so I got a, a list and I created a list of all other football movies that compare to this. Yeah. Pretend you're in a situation where you have two cable channels and all you can watch is one or the other. <laughs> so you have a cable channel that plays Varsity Blues 24-7 forever yeah. and you have to choose. So I'm going to give you some movies rapid fire. Tell me which one you'd pick and, and maybe a, a quick reason why. Yeah. So Varsity Blues or Any Given Sunday? That's a tough one right off the bat, man. You got to pick quick. I'm going to go Varsity Blues only because Any Given Sunday is like two and a half hours. It's too long. It's, uh, sometimes it's a little self-indulgent. It's called slow at a couple points. Varsity Blues is quick 80 minutes of action. Okay. Out. Comedy. Fair enough. Fun. How about Varsity Blues or Friday Night Lights? The, the movie. movie or the show? The movie, not the show. Um, going to take Varsity Blues. It's more fun. It's more fun. Even though um, Booby Miles is Booby Miles. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. you from Midland. Yeah. And the quarterback's pretty dull. Uh, pretty, pretty much a, a he's, he's half a stewdod, as, as Mike Vicinelli <laughs> would say. <laughs> Mike Vicinelli. <laughs> yeah. Mike Vicinelli reminds me of a wannabe Sopranos character. Yeah. All right, Varsity Blues or one of our favorites on this show, The Replacements. Varsity Blues, hands down. Man, you picking that over this? Yes. All right. How about Varsity Blues or Rudy? Oof. Varsity Blues. Varsity. Rudy's a bit overrated. Yeah. Rudy, Rudy's too, like, a little... It's It's too... It's too self-important. It is self-important, but like I'll be damned if it doesn't get me going. Oh, you you can get emotional yeah. over it, but I, I'm picking Varsity picking Blues Varsity myself. Blues. All right, how about uh, Varsity Blues or Invincible? Varsity Are you gonna Blues. be a homer. Invincible is like whatever. Yeah, yeah. it's it was all right. It was oh, Wahlberg right. though. How about Varsity Blues or Remember the Titans? Varsity Blues, Remember the Titans is vastly overrated. Really? Yeah, but it's got Denzel. Not man. that great of a movie. I love Remember the nope. Titans. Nope. All right, how about We Are Marshall? Varsity Blues or We Are Marshall? That's barely a football movie. Varsity Blues. All right, Waterboy. 
Varsity Blues, Waterboy. Yeah, this is like like eight to nothing right yeah, here. Yeah, it's 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 bad. If, if I picked it over any given Sunday, it's kind of like we're going down this list, and it's probably not looking good. Uh, Waterboy is just more of an Adam Sandler movie than a football movie. All right, how about Little Giants? Whoa, I'm picking Little Giants. I'm definitely picking Little Giants. <sighs> well, yeah. Varsity Blues, Varsity Blues. All right, no Varsity Blues. Longest Yard, Longest Yard. Which one? The remake. Doesn't matter. They're both not as good as Varsity <laughs> Blues. Gridiron Gang. Yeah, Gridiron. Ooh, you got The Rock. That's that's an emotional shit right there. Got The Rock. Varsity Blues, but The Rock, he lays it on the line there. Necessary Roughness. Varsity Blues, but that's a great movie with Scott Bakula, if, if you've never seen. <laughs> Scott Bakula. As the old, the 30-plus-year-old college football head coach. I, I don't know or if a this football is, player. I don't know if this is a movie or a football movie or not. I'm going to skip a couple of these. Go Jerry Maguire. Football movie or not, I don't know. Jerry Maguire's a better movie, but I question if it's a football movie. Listen, Bowie, you complete me. <laughs> You complete me. I'm going to go Jerry Maguire, but it's cheating because it's not really a football movie. How about Draft Day? Kevin Costner. Draft Day, underrated, not better than Varsity Blues. Two for the money. Two for the money's better. All right. And now. Because I'm a gambling alcoholic. (laughs) Gambling alcoholic. I'm an alcoholic gambler. (laughs) (laughs) Revealing a lot about ourselves on the show today. All right. You got the X Factor here. Don't know if you remember this movie. All right. It's a little little unknown movie called The Garbage Picking, Field Goal Kicking, Philadelphia (laughs) Phenomenon. Tony Danza. Do you remember that movie from the Disney Channel? Oh, yeah. It was a directed Disney Channel movie back in like the early 90s. So I I have a synopsis here for you from, from IMDb. A Philadelphia garbage man who develops his leg muscles from kicking the hydraulic lever on his truck is discovered by the Philadelphia Eagles and signed to them to become a kicker. <laughs> well, clearly that's better. This is like right when David Akers yeah. took over here. This was a trash movie, but literally and figuratively. So yeah. <laughs> Pun intended. Yeah. But I'll be damned if you weren't a kid and you were an Eagles fan. Like, this was like the dream. Like, I, the Eagles are never the team in a movie for us, but this was our movie, which is unfortunate because it's a movie about a garbage man. I would love to watch. <laughs> is it, listen, it's like the only two teams they could do this with, or maybe three. I bet they could do it with the Giants because, like, New York City, Blue Collar City, tools, yeah. on top of that, Pittsburgh Steelers, you yeah. could do the Eagles Steelers. too. I feel like the whole, Browns, the whole NFC East Browns. area, Browns, yeah. same thing. I don't remember this much, but I'd, I'd be damned if I wouldn't love to go back and watch this movie. It's <laughs> I wonder, awful. I remember it being bad when I was younger, but I just enjoyed it because it was the Eagles. So overall, it sounds like you love Varsity City. Yeah, Blues. people are going to think I'm crazy, but honestly, like, yeah, the movie's not good. Like, I'll admit it, but I'll be damned if it isn't fun. And plus, I loved it when it first came out. It's kind of like, you know, like they don't make them like they used to, right? Yeah. It's like, this is kind of a thing where it's like uh, the movie, movies you see or even music you hear in high school, they kind of like, they resonate with you. Yeah. Like this movie, like, the, 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 I love this movie. I like, think had I seen it yeah. when you originally yeah. saw it, it would have resonated more with me. Yeah. I still liked it a lot. Yeah. I'd give it like a seven out of ten. I have a group of friends that I watched this movie with, a specific group of friends, and like, this, we all like equally love this movie. So it kind of like has that kind of bond too, and it kind of factors into it. If, if, so what do you give, what do you give it out of a ten? I give it a seven out of ten. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a nine out of ten for me, but I, I understand that that, I, many people might not agree with me, but I get it. Well, look, this has been fun, but I think we should get out of here. Before we leave, just want to tell everybody, if you haven't had the chance to rate us on iTunes, search for iTunes, search for The Last Row Podcast, leave us a five-star review, tell us what you like about the show. We much appreciate it. Thanks to everybody that's gone out and done so. Thank you. We are at thelastrowpodcast at gmail.com if you want to send us an email, at thelastrowpod on Twitter, facebook.com slash thelastrowpod. We have an Instagram account. We also have Snapchat. I don't know if anybody uses Snapchat that listens to this show. Search for us. We're going to do some stuff on there. We'll be doing some stuff on Instagram coming up. And like I said, you can get to us on iTunes. Hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you guys next week. So they had the love scene, dude, on the, on the washer. She said, I'm pretty sure that she said, don't, don't be nervous. Let the dryer get the